I'm here with uh, Father Jacob Carline. He is uh, from the Diocese of Wichita, ordained one year to the priesthood. And uh, you, you yourself went through totus to us as a young man, right? Uh, yes, Father, that's right. And how did that impact you? Um, you know, I, I think the impact that it had on me was being inspired, if I, if I had to say it in a word, feeling inspired. Um, uh, I was a young, impressionable um, teenager or preteen, and uh, I would go to these summer programs that my mom kind of told me I had to go to, and I would go, and then I would meet these young college-aged missionaries, and, and there was something about them. You know, these were guys and young ladies who, who were extremely talented and gifted and intelligent, who were studying incredible things and, and had been all-star athletes and musicians and things like that at their schools. And, and they took this summer not to share those things with me, but to share their love for their faith with me. Mm. I didn't know what exactly that meant at the time. Mm. You know, I didn't know all the sacrifices that they were making to do that. I just knew that that was incredible. And I said, you know, whatever it is they have, I want it. I, I want that. You know, and, and I think really looking back, reflecting back, also I think I realized you know, sometimes I felt in some of the environments I had grown up with, we were very faithful, but sometimes like, where, were all, where are all the other kids? You know, where, are we the only, am I the only kid who does this? I'm the only one. You know, my mom makes me do this, and I don't like hate it or anything, but I feel like I'm the only one doing this. And, and I go to this program, totus tuus, who I had no idea what, what it meant at the time. I was like, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm not the only one trying to live this out, you know, and, and it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. So how did you experience the call to the priesthood? You know, I, the call to the priesthood is, is very multifaceted. And um, for me, it, it was little revelations of God over time. But but I think if I were to say the impact that Totus Tuus had on my vocational discernment, it would be to say it taught me how to say yes. Um, without realizing it, I had watched my parents say yes mm -hmm. my whole childhood growing up. You know, it's like if the phone rang, if it was the church, I might as well just go grab my jacket you know, because we were about to hop in the car and go do whatever they were asking right. us to yeah. do. You know, so I had watched my parents live yeah. it out. And then, but Totus Tuus helped me to understand the impact that yes can make. Mm. You know, and if these missionaries gave their lives for a summer, you know, if all these people were saying yes in their own little way, it wasn't that radical to think, Maybe God wants me to say yes to him, mm. to serve him as a priest, mm. you know. And so I went to the seminary inspired by wanting to say yes to God, to give him the first chance, mm -hmm. not to be an afterthought, mm -hmm. not to be, well, if college doesn't work out or if I don't meet the right girl. 
No, I'm going to go and I'm going to give God my first, my best. Say, yes, here I am. I've come to do your will. Yes, is this what you want from me? And, and when you give God the first chance, he will work in your life. There's a beautiful quote. I, I can't say it exactly, but it was by John Paul II talking about, you know, in Mary we learn or see how to make this fundamental surrender in our lives. You know, because her yes took her all the way to Calvary. And very difficult to keep saying yes, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I, I like that connection to Mary. I mean, she, there's some something about in our devotion or consecration to her that um, it brings a gentleness to things. It takes away the scariness of things, you know, <laughs> and uh, I think it can help us to follow the Lord wherever he leads us. Yeah, and I, I think it taught me to say yes in the big things, vocational mm -hmm. discernment, and in the little things, you know. The yes every day when my alarm clock goes off and mm -hmm. I don't want to wake up, you know, or, or the yes every time that you know, I know I'm going into a meeting with someone and it's going to be a hard meeting, mm -hmm. but saying yes to that. You know, yeah. the yes to that, that little extra thing, that little extra mile, mm -hmm. you know, that it takes to try to make a difference. And, and it, it truly starts to form you into a habit, mm -hmm. into a habit of saying, oh, I'm totally yours. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Right. If the Holy Spirit is tugging at you, say yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Say yes. That, that's the response you, you should give. Yes. Yeah. Now, Wichita has been in the news. We've seen that the last two years, you all have ordained 10 men to the priesthood. Mm -hmm. And not a diocese that is that huge in terms right. of numbers, but those right. are, uh, what, what attributes to that? Yeah, I, I mean, there's no magic formula. We wish we could share it with everybody and say, do this and you will have 20 priests in two years. You know, here you go. We've tried it. I, I, totus tuus is a key thing, I think. But you've got to look big picture, too. It, totus tuus has been around 30 years, right? And, and so it's not like overnight totus tuus started making that change. But, but I do think if you look to the pillars of totus tuus, you get an insight into what is helping the Diocese of Wichita grow. And the pillars of totus tuus, right, the Eucharist, first and foremost, Marian devotion, catechetical instruction, vocational discernment, and fun. Mm -hmm. Those pillars are built into the Diocese of Wichita, I think, as a whole, and, and you know, then going into what we're also well known for is what a stewardship way of life. Mm -hmm. Okay, we, you'll hear our priests talking about it almost ad nauseum from the pulpit because we promote and we preach a stewardship way of life. I recognize and receive the gifts that God has given me, realizing that it all comes from Him, and I share those gifts mm -hmm. in service to others for love of God and neighbor, mm -hmm. right? That's a stewardship way of life. Realizing I'm totally yours, and so everything I have, I'm only administrating, being a steward of, a gift that you gave me anyways, to bring glory and honor to your name. Yeah. This wasn't for me. This was for the world. Right. And when, you, when we see parents or college-age students or teachers or priests living out that stewardship way of life, Again, it's not a radical jump to say, 
well, maybe I'm not just supposed to give this gift or that gift or whatever gift. I'm supposed to give myself as the gift right. to God as a priest. And practically speaking, because of that stewardship, a Catholic education is free in the diocese, right? Yeah. I guess the danger for us is to say that Catholic education is free and to think that it's just we're letting everyone freeload. You know? <laughs> uh, Catholic education is not free. It's still incredibly expensive, uh, uh-huh. right? It still costs roughly $4,000 per student mm-hmm. to educate them. Somebody's paying for it, right? Mm-hmm. But back in the 80s, um, uh, a priest by the name of Monsignor Magritte, along with our then bishop, um, Eugene Gerber, had this vision. If we inspire a people to live out stewardship of time, talent, and treasure, mm-hmm. if we can convince them to live that out to a certain degree, we no longer have to charge tuition in our Catholic schools, and we can completely fund it by the tithing that's coming into the parish. That's amazing. And what does that do? It provides for parishes like mine, where I'm assigned, that 85% of our school is low income, below the poverty line. And they're still receiving a well-rounded Catholic education. And, and now, you know, we're, we're living out in that way what Pope Francis has been calling us to. You know, the church is, is meant to be a church of the poor for the poor. Mm-hmm. You know, and Catholic education is now not a privilege for the few, mm-hmm. but it is a gift to be given and shared with as many people as we can. And that's probably helped to foster vocations, right? To make it Catholic education more readily available. Yeah, I, I think for sure there's always room for growth. There's always room for, you know, I think the Catholic education in general helps to foster healthy vocations in whatever it is. It helps to form faith-filled marriages. It helps people to discern religious life because we have sisters teaching in many of our schools. And it helps people, young men, to discern priestly vocations because we have chaplains in all of our high schools. Mm. You know, so, you know, those things, combination of all those things lived out well, uh, it's a great lot of many yeses, you know. Um, I can think from within from the home that I grew up in with my parents, okay, within a 10-minute drive, I can think of at least five perpetual adoration chapels that I can stop by within a 10-minute drive of my parents' house. And that's just off the top of my head right now, right? And, And so that's a place where people are praying for vocations, And praying for their vocation, Hmm. praying to hear their vocation. And you can't hear God's call if you're not listening. You need time in quiet prayer, listening to Him, hearing Him speak. That's that's key. And the Adoration Chapels also, Bishop Gerber uh, pushed that as well? Yeah, he was definitely a big proponent of it, and it kind of came part and parcel with the stewardship way of life. You know, um, they started a parish, though, you know, even back in the 1950s, I believe it was, uh, they started Blessed Sacrament Parish. Mm. They opened Blessed Sacrament Parish, and it was 
open to promote devotion to the Blessed Sacrament. That's why they named it that. Oh, wow. And it was the first um, chapel in our diocese. And then we have, actually the parish I'm assigned to has the second longest standing adoration chapel, and we've had over 30 years of perpetual adoration. Mm. So that was started in the 80s as well. Well, that's a real model yeah. for the rest of the country. So thanks for coming on the show yeah. and for all your great work. Great to be with you, Father Mark. Thank, Thank you. you.